Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. This is in spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Greetings and welcome to Sis Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Darlene, and my co-host, Skye, has a late meeting. She'll be joining us shortly. Tonight's discussion is about raising your vibration to transform your life. Why? Because everything changes when we start to emit our own frequency instead of absorbing the frequencies around us. We begin to experience life from a space of power and alignment with the universe. And why not vibe higher? We are energetic beings designed to vibrate at a high frequency that yields a mindset where life is joyful and our experience uplifts and impacts both our personal and collective well-being. Our guest tonight, Dawn James, specializes in working with vibrational energy. She's the founder of Raise Your Vibration Canada an organization dedicated to providing education, inspiration, and support related to understanding and enhancing vibrational frequency for overall health and well-being, personally and globally. She's a green living advocate, an international public speaker, an educator who offers workshops, retreats, and home study programs, a sound vibration practitioner, and the author of several books, including how to raise the vibration around you, and raise your vibration, transform your life, which we'll be talking about today. Dawn, welcome to Cis Empowerment Radio. We're glad to have you on the show. How are you this Very evening? happy to be here. Uh, doing wonderful. <laughs> very good, very good. So um, before we get into the discussion, can you start and tell us a little bit about how you got into energy work? Well, this I'd have to say this work really found me. Um, I'm really living my second life. And in 2003, um, my first life ended quite literally. Um, I had a very uh, profound experience in the hospital and some people referred to it as a near-death experience. I like to think of it that I woke up spiritually. And when I realized what it meant to be a spiritual being and, and actually experienced that endless state of just pure joy and pure love, it really changed my whole life. And quite literally, Darlene, when I regained consciousness, I was feeling energy all around me, the room, people, pets, everything. I could literally connect with everything. And I had to suddenly get very wise to what vibrational frequency and energy was all about because that's how my world had changed in a day. So when I regained consciousness, I was really still connected to virtually every living thing on this planet. And consciously I felt there was no me, there was no you, and um, I formally started doing research on the subject of vibrational frequency over the first year after my experience and uh, started studying various forms of healing modalities, Um, and I felt I was called to do work around energy healing and vibrational frequency. So I've been on this journey for 10 years, and it's just evolving over time. Um, I never expected to be writing. I just loved 
sharing information with people, and I started doing public speaking. But the journey has truly been blessed, and I'm just really grateful for being able to share what I've learned. Wow, what a great gift to you and a great gift that you are able to share with the world. It's, I wanted, it's been quite a journey. <laughs> I can well, I can't imagine actually. <laughs> but I want to start with some basic definitions for those of us who may not be as aware, and we'll start with what is raising your vibration. What is bioelectricity? And talk some about what's a normal vibration or maybe I should say a mundane vibration versus what's optimal human vibration. Absolutely. So just a couple of definitions. Um, Everything in this universe, every living thing, is constantly in in a state of motion. And even when we, you know, think of something solid, it's always moving. And in between the movement, we've got this, what we call energy happening. When it comes to human beings, we are electromagnetic in a true sense, and the bioelectricity essentially means that we have electric currents that are flowing through us, through our cells, through our nerves, through our muscles. And depending on how that flow or that current, if you will, is moving, It's either going to be moving with ease or it's going to be having tension or blockages. Um, Many times when we talk about uh, feeling stressed, it's because those electric currents um, are encountering some sort of block. There's resistance. So bioelectricity is really a form of energy that, that we possess. The way that the currents move, it can either strengthen us or it's going to weaken us. And raising your vibration, or what I've coined as raising your vibration, really raising your vibrational frequency means understanding what it takes to reset that flow so that we're always in an optimal state. We've got a good, strong system from our nervous system, the brain function, our muscles, our emotions, all of it. When we raise our vibration, everything is working at its optimal state. Um, So there's many ways to do it, and so I've sort of broken it down into different levels from physical, emotional, mental, and then I look at the environment. So I'm trying to expand what we think is vibration beyond just the body. It's also our homes, our offices. What can we do to change that state of energy that's all all around us? Um, In terms of um, different levels of frequency, um, what the medical field quantum physics are coming to terms with certain frequencies will promote health and wellness and certain frequencies will cause us to be weak or cause disease, including cancer. And so part of my role, my mission, is to educate people on what are the ways to enhance frequency in their daily life so that they're promoting health and wellness. Um, and what are ways we can repel disease and help the body heal? Because truly our bodies were designed to be healthy. Definitely. So let's start with your five easy steps to raising your vibration, and then we can get into more detail on the tools that you speak to in your book and that you educate others on. Okay. Um, I like to, in terms of the the simple factors that affect our frequency, I like to categorize it into two buckets. On one hand, we have stress, and on the other hand, we have what I call toxicity. And they're two different things. So stress isn't just real stress that we're having. It's also what we perceive to be stressful. We're anticipating something. And our stress can even be caused by you know, imagining what could, would happen in the future. Um, we also have real stress environmentally, as you know. We've got a lot of stress today with technology and everything is instant. You know, someone emails you at 1 o'clock, they want an answer at 101. <laughs> so we're constantly feeling pressure and stress. The second half um, that affects frequency is toxicity. And when I talk about toxicity, I'm referring to what we're eating, what we're putting in our bodies, the products, 
what we put on our bodies. Um, I'm also talking about what's around your environment. So, you know, is your water clean and healthy and safe? What about the air that you're breathing? What about the lighting in your home? There's so many factors that affect frequency. So I've tried to break it down into two main categories. What are the stresses that you have? And then where is their toxicity? Internally, when you look at the body, um, I mean, the number one, I'm going to say the first top two causes of illness or disease is stress and toxicity. Uh, There's a very strong link between stress and cancer. But when it comes to vibrational frequency, our cells start to lose that frequency when the body is full of toxins or when we're not getting, um, you know, enough oxygen. Um, If we're not removing the toxins in our food system, then our our cells are going to start to mutate, and that's when we become open to cancer. So I'm a very big advocate of cancer prevention. So by learning how to reduce stress, there's some simple techniques I can um, mention. How do we break patterns of stress? And then how do we detox our life, detox our body, detox our homes? Those are the two main factors that cause our frequency to start to drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stress is a really big one today, as you know, uh, because some of those stressors are external to our life. But I always say let's start with the things you can influence, what can you control. Um, when I was uh, working full-time with three young children, it was really difficult to find, you know, quiet time. So what I would do is when I came home, when I came home from work, I would pull up into the garage and I would actually sit there for five minutes. The car was turned off and I'd just sit there for five minutes in, in the silence Violet. and the stillness and just unwind. <laughs> and then when I was ready, I'd, I'd open the door and I'd go in the house. And I'll tell you, the kids felt the difference. They felt the difference. When I did that, they felt that I was calmer. When I just rushed in from work into the house, run around, get dinner ready, it was a whole new ballgame. And the kids felt the energy was different. Of course. So now that you've had time to steal the energy, you have left behind the energy of the workday world, the worries, the traffic, and all of that doesn't get to enter the house with you. Exactly. And myself, mentally, I am now detached from work and I'm now ready to go in the home and I'm going to enjoy my family, right? So I've had that pause and taking time to pause is critical today. You know, breathing is critical today, being conscious of how we're feeling, you know, and getting in touch with our feelings is very, very important because if you skip, if you just, you know, live on the surface skimming over things as if nothing really matters, those emotions are still trapped in you, and eventually they're going to cause some sort of blockage or tension, or ultimately they're they're going to cause you know a health issue. So we need we need to pause. We need to let go and get ready for the next thing that we have to do. We need that break in our day. And you are correct. So many of us, as well, I say in the guise of being productive people or citizens are actually rushing from one thing to the next and are not taking that time to pause and and really growing out of that pregnant silence. That's right. And, um, I mean, I, there's, I can't even count on one hand. I mean, it's very common today, and I'm sure the listeners will agree, most people I know, they're doing two or three different things, Right. They have the day job and then they have something else or they have three part-time things. They're juggling multiple activities all the time. So that creates its own stress. So you have to build in some downtime in between all those activities every day. It's really, really important. Okay. Um, and so that's one. The, another way to really break up stress is I do this at the end of my day. I take a few minutes at the end of my day to actually reflect back and think about what went right. What went right today? You know, it's so easy to say what what went wrong, 
but take a second to think what went right today, you know, what what really flowed well, you know, what lined up for me today, you know, how many smiles did I give or receive today. Try and focus on the good deeds that happen, and at the same time, try and reflect on three or four things that you're really grateful for. You know, I, I well, the way I break it down, I said the more we look at the blessings that we already have, right? We're going to feel so much more supported. You know, when we get up in the morning, you flick on a switch, there's electricity. Millions of people on this planet don't have that luxury, right? You get up in the morning, you have something to drink, you have a a bite to eat. Millions and millions of people don't have that luxury. So feel blessed because the more blessed you feel and supported, the more blessings come to you. So being grateful is truly a very, very simple way to raise your frequency and, and know that your day was meaningful and reflect on what went right, not what went wrong. It really changes your mindset, especially at night when you're winding down mm-hmm. before you go to bed to have a positive outlook on the end of the day. It's really important. And I'm sure you'll sleep better too. <laughs> And it's also important to have a positive outlook as you start your day. So if you end it on a positive note, you'll tend to have dreams that are positive, and then you'll wake up feeling positive. So it's all a flow of energy. That's right. And it it does, it's like a snowball effect. You know, the more we focus on what went right, the more we focus on, you know, the blessings we have every day. You know, I say breathing is a blessing, you know. Without the breath, we're not here. So there's so many little ways we can be grateful, and it truly will start a ripple effect in your life. And then the odd time things don't quite go as expected. It's not as severe because you know overall things really work out well. So that's kind of where you want to be. You don't want to be going through the ups and downs, the roller coaster of life emotionally. You want to kind of stay neutral. And neutral is a good place to be because when you're in a neutral state, you think clearly and you're able to handle a lot more than when we go to the extreme ups and downs of the day. So Mm -hmm. that's a very, very important lesson um, that I've learned over the years. I say, you know what, I could wake up tomorrow morning and I have a flat tire. I could be upset. I could wake up tomorrow morning and, you know, I got a check in the mail that I wasn't expecting but I'm the, I'm the same person. I'm the same person whether I have a flat tire or I got a nice surprise or anything, or if it's raining, I'm the same person. So if you try and maintain that neutrality, it, it becomes so much more easier to handle what life brings to us, um, you know, with a little bit more grace. So those are some of the ways to kind of break up the stress. The last thing I want to share is, Stress is also caused when we try to change and control things that we can't. And so I often say the only person you can change is you. If you've got a best friend and they're smoking and you say, oh, you've got to stop smoking, you got to stop, you know, you, you can go for, you can talk to your blue in the face. Until they're ready, they're not going to stop. So what you can change is you. You can give advice, you can be a good friend, you can bring them information, but you cannot control their behavior. And it's really, really important, especially parents and children, to realize that as parents, you know, I see a lot of stress and battles and, you know, head-butting around, do this, do that, do this. Give them advice, explain the consequences, the good and the bad, but realize that they themselves have to exercise good judgment and make that decision on their own. We're here to advise and counsel. But when you try and force someone to change their behavior, we're creating stress. And oftentimes the person who's trying to control is the one who's getting stressed out. You know, do do you have kids, Darlene? Yes. Yeah, they definitely do push your buttons. And I totally (laughs) understand that the greatest classroom is between parents and children. Absolutely. You know, you could say, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room 500 times. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not going to change much, right? <laughs> true. Yeah. And stress is caused by resisting what is. It's, I mean, that's just a, a simple fact. That's right. 
if you're trying to change something that you can't change, it's going to affect you emotionally, spiritually, and totally throw off your entire balance. Exactly. As opposed to looking at the situation and saying, okay, here's what, here's what I'm looking at. Look at the bigger picture. What does this mean to me? How do I want to respond to it? Do I need to respond to it? Do I let it be, as you said earlier, let it be? Let it flow, because everything is temporary, as you know. So how much stress do you want to create when you know something that you're facing today is going to fade away eventually? You know, and, and then put it in perspective, right? It could be worse. So how do you want to respond to this situation? You know, what do you want to learn from it or what do you want to take away from it as opposed to trying to control it and change it and, you know, stop it per se, um, So those are the ways we can really start looking at life a little differently and recognizing what we can influence. Let's try and make a positive change. Where we can make peace, let's make peace. You know, peace amongst friends, family, siblings. Make peace and try to get life a little simpler if we can. So that's the stress part. Toxicity is a whole new ballgame. Okay. And... Yeah, and so how do we raise our frequency by detoxing our life? Um, I like to be really practical. So the first thing we want to focus on, Darlene, is what are you putting in your body? Start paying attention to the foods you're eating. Certain foods have a high frequency and some have zero frequency. The foods that have zero frequency are the things that are highly processed, irradiated, certain foods that are canned, um, certain foods that are actually laced with a lot of additives. So you have a lot of, um, for instance, a lot of food that's canned tends to have a lot of salt in it, especially vegetables. When you're looking at canned fruits, it's got a ton of sugar and and corn syrup. It's not good for us. So look at the foods you're eating because food has a frequency. And in my first book, Raise Your Vibration, I outline the whole vibration of food And I recommend the things that have higher frequencies so you can bring in more natural foods, start buying fruits and vegetables in season, um, try to get it as fresh as you can. There's a whole movement towards organic and shopping locally. Um, And, of course, you know, in the U.S., there's so, so many opportunities to shop locally. So you know that food's going to be a lot fresher than something that's being imported. And so the more wholesome, whole, and more natural the foods, the higher the frequency. If you shop locally, it's even higher because by the time they picked it and you get it in your house, hopefully it's a couple of days, not a couple of weeks. Um, So look at the foods you're eating. Look at the list I've provided. There's high-frequency foods. There's foods that are more alkaline that will help us detox the body. There's alkaline foods and acidic foods. Acidic foods actually promote disease. They promote mucus and phlegm. You want to move away from those and start getting more alkaline in the body. Um, There is one theory that cancer cannot exist if we are pH balanced. So we need to alkalize our bodies so that our pH is more balanced. Uh, The more balanced we are, the less likely we are to promote cancer. So there's a few things you can do there. The second way internally is to look at your relationships. Um, Detoxing means also your relationships. So are there relationships in your life that, you know, do not provide fulfillment or you don't have enough support or are there people who are very critical and judgmental in your life or those people who are controlling that are trying to change you and all of these things. So start paying attention to the relationships in your life. And ask yourself, is this a positive? Are they building me up? Are they breaking me down? You know, when I'm with you, do I feel positive energy? When I walk away from a conversation with you, do I feel uplifted? Or am I feeling the opposite? So pay attention to the people in your life. Raise your vibration. Find positive people, people who encourage you, the people who support you. Um, That's really, really important in our life. So how do you 
raise your vibration or maintain your vibration when you're around toxic people who you can't exclude from your life, let's say your spouse or even a child, a parent. Mm-hmm. It is it is a challenge, and the way the way I've tried to, I've got a few approaches, but one of the first things I try my best to do is when anyone in my life, I look at them as if they're a gift to me. Anyone in my life. Sometimes we have challenges. We have challenging people in our life to try and remind us of something. Or they're there to help us grow. Or they're there to teach us tolerance or patience or forgiveness. So as challenging and emotional as it can be, I try my best to look from a different angle to say, okay, I know you're a gift in my life. What is, <laughs> let me unwrap the bowl. Let me see if I can actually recognize that gift. Um, if you're dealing in a, in a situation, especially at home, where you might have someone you're living with that's very critical, um, you yourself can give them some advice to look at the world differently and point out different ways when a situation comes up and they're ready to start criticizing it, give them a different perspective. Show them there's a different way to look at a situation and try and get their eyes to open up a little wider. Um, So apart from looking at everyone as a gift in my life, and I truly look at everyone I meet as a gift, a second thing you can do is to be patient with them because we're all on our own path Right, Darlene, some of our friends might be very centered, they meditate, they're very spiritually, you know, sound. Other people are extremely emotional. Everyone's on their own path. And I'd like to look at everyone as evolving to the point where we're all very neutral and accepting of life. But we have to recognize that we're all on our own path. And the way I look at it is I can see someone very um, impatient and it's as if they're in kindergarten. And then I look at the person who's a little more tolerant and not so quick to jump into the drama, and I say, okay, you're in high school. And then you look at the person who, no matter what's happening in their life, they're always the same. They're always positive. They're always poised. They're always stable. I said, okay, you're in university. So just mm-hmm. recognize we're all on our own path. Some of us are in kindergarten, some are in high school, some are in university when it comes to being centered and spiritually grounded. And we need to appreciate and help raise them up, help give them a different way to look at the world and look at situations and open their eyes a little wider. So we're teachers. So I try and be the teacher. Right. Um, I try and be the person who sees them as a gift, and it really will help you in the long run with other people who may not be vibrating at the same frequency that you are. And then the last resort is let them be. <laughs> there are mm-hmm. some relationships, if you can, you got to just say, okay, you do you, I'll do me, <laughs> and you just have to let them be. Yeah, so can't that's re- the third what? option. Right. Pardon? You cannot resist what is. If there's nothing else that's you can right. do, let it be. Let and it be. That's the third, yeah. Yeah. Under detoxification, you talk about how the emotions impact our vibration, whether it's raising or lowering. Would you talk about that some with us? Absolutely. Well, we, we are emotional beings, um, but one of the definitions of of uh, emotions is it's energy in motion. So depending on where our emotions are, and um, there's a wonderful, um, there's two theories about the emotional scale and how we can move from fear, anger, you know, all the way up the scale to contentment and then joy and then love. The higher we go up that scale towards love, the easier it is for us to accept and feel that unconditional love in the world. And when we start to open up and accept and embrace life, we raise our frequency because we're not restricting that flow of energy. The minute we start to feel challenged, angry, spiteful, fearful, we restrict. You feel tense. Just saying those words, I feel tense. Mm -hmm. So the minute we start to restrict 
our energy with more, I call, lower emotions, then we're causing that frequency to fall. It's very much like a thermometer. So going back to the example I gave earlier, if I look at my life, every day is a lesson, the people, the situations, and I keep an optimistic or a positive attitude and I'm aware that I'm learning every day, emotionally, I'm going to have a frequency that is vibrating in a very positive state, and I'm going to exude that out into the world, and I'm going to attract similar positive experiences to me. If I wake up in the morning and I'm upset, and it's Monday, and I don't like Mondays, and nothing goes right on Monday, I am shouting to the universe, make sure and give me a Monday that I can complain about. Right. So my entire being emotionally is going to vibrate with that expectation. I don't like Monday. And guaranteed, something's going to go off the tracks. One Monday. You're going to have a reason. Yeah, you're going to, it's going to affirm that you don't like Mondays. So how about you miss the bus, right? Or how about you're late for an interview? Or And all these chain of events will happen because you are, you're basically vibrating that expectation, that it's not going to be a good day, and the universe complies. So it's up to us to be aware of how we're feeling. As I said, get in touch with your feelings. Um, many times, I know I work with quite a few people who are victims of sexual assault and, and other things, and when I'm volunteering in these organizations, I often say that some of the experience we've had, especially as children, have caused us to hold on to certain emotions for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. And it causes certain patterns of behavior, especially in our adult relationships. So I try, to, I try to remind the people I work with that, you know, we're very much like a bowl and we're full of stuff. And some of the stuff that we're filled in that little bowl that we call us is other people's stuff. It's other people's expectations, other people's notions and perceptions. So emotionally, we really got to get in touch with our feelings and say, is this really mine? Right. Or is this something that I'm, I've inherited? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is this something that I'm holding on to that wasn't even, you know, by my design? And we need to start what I call emptying the bowl, emptying the cup, and clearing ourselves of these things. And part of doing that process is forgiveness, um, coming to terms and forgiving some situations that have happened, knowing that we're still here, knowing that we are strong, um, it's really important for us to get in touch with our feelings and start um, releasing some emotions that we don't need to hold on to. Let it go, as you said. Let it be Mm -hmm. or let it go. So So I wanted to uh, talk more about forgiveness, but... Before we get there, I wanted to discuss what you have in the book as far as um, acidity and alkalinity in the body with our natural pH balance. And I didn't know that these emotions actually raise or lower the pH balance in the body. I thought that was a really interesting fact. And, of course, Positive emotions such as joy and peace make you more alkaline and hate and fear yes. are more acidic. Absolutely, yeah. They, um, they've, done, they've done some very uh, interesting studies on this. Um, measuring our pH at different situations, different times of day. Um, I know they did a lot of work uh, around women who were pregnant and, you know, that feeling of elation you get, you know, getting ready to have a baby. And they found a very distinct correlation between um, how acidic and alkaline you were versus the emotions that you held on to. Um, So again, going back to the lower emotions, so fear, uh, distrust, uh, hate, um, will cause our pH levels to become more acidic. And if you think about it, Darlene, the more you create tension in your body, The more you block the energy, you lower the frequency, and then we become acidic. Mm -hmm. Um, On the flip side, if you're 
um, into meditation or you're, you're trying to get to a peaceful place or you're feeling blessed and grateful, you tend to relax more. You're more open. Energy flows, the frequency goes up, and you become more alkaline. Um, and there's, there's ways you can measure that, um, your alkalinity um, and your pH. You can do certain measurements with the uh, pH paper. Mm -hmm. Um, test the saliva and just see where you're falling. But there's a whole slew of foods that um, actually will help us get there too. But emotionally, you're correct. You have to, again, move throughout the emotions, go from the lower to the higher emotions. And we can do that quite easily. What I've tried to do in Raise Your Vibration, at the end of every chapter, I've given the reader exercises to do to help reinforce what what they're reading. So it's not just a book you read. It becomes a way of life to practice the exercises and start eating those foods that are more alkaline, Um, you know, try and avoid the acidic. Um, I was quite surprised when I was researching the book that uh, many of the uh, common things people drink, like coffee, uh, pop, beer, highly acidic, right? Very, very acidic. So we need to start going to more alkalizing foods. Um, fruits, for instance, you know, you've got avocado, banana, lemon, lime, grapefruit. Those are alkalizing. Um, vegetables, you know, beets, broccoli, carrots. A lot of the green, leafy greens are very alkaline for the body. Um, and even some spices you would think were acidic are actually good. So cinnamon, curry, ginger, um, those seasonings are good. Even chili pepper is alkalizing. Um, On the flip side, acidic grains like oatmeal, rice, wheat. There's been a lot of talk about wheat in the the Mm -hmm. media. Very acidic. Um, Some of the things you don't want. I guess that's why it's an allergen to so many people because it's very acidic. Absolutely. Corn. Corn is at the top of the list. Um, And, you know, corn is in so many products or corn syrup. It's in a lot of products out there in the marketplace. So, yeah, it's important we start to look at our diet and make some adjustments. Um, that's very, very key. And the emotions, of course. Um, and but for, those of us, <laughs> for those of us who are in denial about our emotions, we can do a simple pH test on our saliva or urine, and you'll get the truth. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You can measure, You can measure this. And the same thing goes for detoxing the body. Um, if you're able to detox your body, um, you'll be able to quickly see, you know, within days, if your pH becomes more balanced just by removing some toxins from the body. So. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to cover on detoxification? Yeah, I know it's a subtle thing, but... Um, I have a chapter on the vibration of the media, but I want to extend that a little more. When I look at the way in which we're socializing today, um, you know, not just the social media, but the media as a whole, you know, if something happens, you know, at 8 p.m. and it goes through Twitter, Facebook, you know, millions of people will hold on to that emotion of that news, you know, within within minutes. I remember when um, Michael Jackson passed away. I mean, that, that news went through the whole planet right. in about three minutes, right? Right. But you have this critical mass of people all charged up with that same emotion. Uh, and believe it or not, there is, a, there is a field that surrounds this planet that, you know, if, if a critical mass of people have the same emotion, it does make a, a big uh, ripple through the through the planet, and people feel it. Um, the vibration of the media. My message here is: go on a media diet <laughs> if you can, <laughs> because media. a lot of the messaging. If you look at the basic premise of a commercial, a TV commercial, commercials are designed to tell you. You're missing something. Mm-hmm. Lack. You're lacking something. <laughs> you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go shopping. Go shopping. Go shopping. Okay. You won't be happy until you know you're doing this or you're driving this and you're traveling here and there. So the commercials are designed to tell you there's something missing in your life and that mess or you're incomplete. 
And that's not a positive message. It's the opposite, right? right? I have enough. I am enough. I'm good enough, right? That's the message we got to tell ourselves. So take a diet from the media now and again, you know. Um, you don't you don't have to listen to the 11 o'clock news every night, especially before you go to bed. It's okay. not the most positive activity to do. So pay attention to the messaging, but even better, turn off the TV <laughs> and uh, have a conversation with somebody who's positive and upbeat in your life. So the media can do its fair share of lowering our frequency emotionally because the message is you need more go out and get more, you don't have enough, you're incomplete. And all of those messages, especially to young people, um, you know, really affects, you know, their sense of self and their self-esteem. So it's important we don't overdo the, the media um, media information too much. Hey, Dawn, would you please tell us more about your business, what you do, and events that you may have upcoming? And you oh, can also certainly. provide your um, contact information. Oh, certainly, Darlene. Um, as I said, I started this journey just doing public speaking about um, the power of sound to heal, and of course, uh, that's my modality. I work with sound. Um, I also do distance healing work. Um, but my journey from 2003 took me to from public speaking to actually doing workshops and teaching people how to raise their frequency in a practical way. Um, Some of my workshops are more metaphysical in nature, so we get into working with different systems like chakra, the meridian system. Um, I really, really enjoy teaching. Uh, For those people who, you know, can't travel to Ontario or wherever I'm going to be, on my website, raiseyourvibration.ca, uh, there's some gifts you can download. There's an audio you can download. It's free. There's an ebook of affirmations you can download for free. Um, all of my events are at raiseyourvibration.ca. I'm currently doing um, free lectures um, across Canada. For those people who really want to understand the power of sound for healing, I do sound healing meditation circles, um, usually by invitation. And I do travel, so I'm available Canada and the U.S. Uh, to do workshops. Uh, I do weekend retreats. Um, I do a retreat called Soulful Living, How to Live Aligned with Your Soul. So all of that information you can find on raiseyourvibration.ca. Uh, you can friend me on Facebook. Love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, public speaking, of course. Um, I usually speak at uh, organizations. Uh, health and wellness expos, or any group that's looking to find ways to either uh, de-stress or detox or just enjoy, you know, creating a healthy environment at home or at work. And so my new book, How to Raise the Vibration Around You, takes it a step further, and it shows you how to create a healthy space, how to work in harmony with air, light, water, and the earth, so that your home and your family, you're creating a healthy environment for them, and you can take that same information and apply it to your workspace as well. Okay, fantastic. My co-host, Sky has joined us. Good evening, Sky. How are you today? Hi, Sky. I see her in oh. the studio. So we'll, we'll touch okay. base with her in a minute. I wanted to get more into the work that you mentioned. You have many tools, breath work, thoughts, food and drink, detoxification, crystals, essential oils, sound and color. You mentioned that sound was your specialty. So would you yes. tell us more about sound and how you use it to help others raise their vibration? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sound, I actually work with um, primarily two instruments. Uh, One is a quartz crystal singing bowl made out of quartz crystal, the gemstone, and the second instrument I work with is uh, Tibetan singing bowls. And the reason why I gravitated to those instruments is sound healing uses the intention of healing with certain sound frequencies to help move energy. 
when you listen to a quartz crystal, uh, the quartz crystal is a very powerful tool because it amplifies your own natural healing ability. The sound actually helps resonate throughout the brain and a whole chain of events happens in the body. So quartz crystals I use because it's a very um, powerful frequency. It helps get our brain into alpha. We have actually have five brainwave states, but alpha is the state that our minds start to help our bodies begin to heal. Um, so the crystal quartz is very, very powerful for that. Um, listening to the sound frequencies of the quartz also will help get our energy, our aura and our chakras to start moving in harmony and get it back to an optimal flow. So that's so what I found working the, with. How do you listen to the frequency of the quartz? Um, think about it like a sound meditation. So basically um, in a sound circle, um, you're going to be guided. First we do breathing techniques to relax. And then um, I play multiple bowls in a certain uh, harmonies, uh, be it thirds or fifths. So you're listening to the sound, but when sound comes into our ears, the first thing that happens is the brain starts to resonate with the sound of the bowls, and our brains quite naturally go into a state of healing, and it sends a message to our body to relax and to begin to heal. And so quite naturally, your body knows what to do with sound. Um, Sound absorbs in our bodies kind of like food. It's truly like food. And so when our bodies hear those sound frequencies, we begin to resonate with the frequency of the bowls. Um, The Tibetan bowl is a little different. Tibetan bowls have been used traditionally for meditation. And the tone that the bowls make also get our minds, our brain into an alpha state. But the um, flowing harmonies of the Tibetan bowls actually helps us calm down on a different level. And what I notice when I'm working with people in a meditation circle, oftentimes people will tell me, oh, I felt like I was so light and I I felt like I was floating. Or they'll say, you know what, my so-and-so passed away and I almost just had a feeling that they were okay. So it takes our consciousness up to a higher state as well as helping our bodies relax. And many people have had some revelations while they were uh, lying in meditation listening to the bowl. So it definitely elevates the consciousness. It helps us release um, energetically and emotionally. Um, It calms us down and the body starts to heal. And it's a quite natural process. So that's been my my main two instruments that I play. Um, But there's been some work done in the 80s. I just want to share with you, Darlene, and through my research, and I do mention it in the first book, a gentleman named Fabian Maman did an experiment that was um, documented in France, and he showed that a cancer cell could be dissolved within 15 minutes just Mm -hmm. using certain sound frequencies. We're talking cancer. Yes. And this is documented, and within a 15-minute period, the cancer cell had dissolved, and he was just playing certain sound frequencies. Um, from my research I've done, um, going back Asia, ancient uh, Africa, all of these continents, I've studied sound healing, and I know in Africa they had an instrument very similar to what we would call a, a guitar today. I think it was a lute. And the strings, playing the strings, uh, strumming those strings of the instrument over the body would help alleviate any tension people had, be it in the lymphatic system or if they had a blood clot or anything like that. The strumming of the strings gets our bodies activated and we begin to resonate with that frequency. And it helps release blockages, literally, physically. It's quite amazing. So I've done a lot of research into sound healing. I have a lot of respect for sound healers um, across the globe, and I've witnessed many miracles. Uh, I've witnessed many revelations of people just being still and listening to these sounds. It's, it's been quite amazing to see people transform. And 
you know, going back to what I said earlier, if you don't pause, right, you need to pause, you need to rest, you need to reflect, and wonderful things will happen when we get to that quiet space. Okay. We have a question from a caller. I'll call the last four digits of your number, 8511. You are on the air. Hi. Hello. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you for this conversation. I just had a quick question on the um, the, the courts. Um, I was at a meditation last night, and we actually had gong uh, bowls that we were actually tapping and filling the vibration, vibrations from that. It was very spiritual. We also had bells. But with the crystal bowls, how do you uh, – what do you do? You hit them with? Do you, you know, what do you use to, to cause the vibration? Oh, you use um, what I, I play the bowls with. Um, it's a it's a stick that it's covered in felt, right? So it's covered in felt because quartz is a very um, quartz is a very um, hard substance. So I use a straight stick covered in felt, and you basically put a little pressure around the bowl on the outside, and then it begins to play that note. Quartz, quartz bowls only play one specific note. Tibetan bowls will play multiple harmonic tones, but the quartz crystal is tuned to one note. So if you play multiple bowls, it's kind of like piano. I could be playing a C and a G and an A all together if I have three or four bowls in the room. But that's what you use. You use a stick. It's covered in felt. Um, if you go on my website, you'll actually see me playing the bowls in a group meditation. If you go to raiseyourvibration.ca uh, and click on, yeah, click on the sound um, page, and you'll see how I'm playing both the Tibetan bowl and the quartz bowls with that stick covered in felt. Okay. So and that's what we thank you. The stick was covered with felt. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, and I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I, I will thank definitely you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll get your book for the question. So uh, Dawn James has two books, Raise Your Vibration and Transform Your Life, which is her first book. Actually, she has multiple books. Her first book was Raise Your Vibration, Transform Your Life, and she also has How to Raise the Vibration Around You. So we've been talking... Go ahead. Sorry, if you speak Spanish, thanks to my father, um, if you're into Spanish, the Raise Your Vibration, Transform Your Life is also available in Spanish as well. Okay, fantastic. We talked about several tools. Let's talk about color. You mentioned that one's preference for color is indicative of a lot about them. Please talk more about yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we're very much a, a rainbow of color, but depending on the day of the week or what mood you're in, when you open your closet in the morning, your eye usually falls on a specific color, um, which reflects either your mood or your disposition of the day. Um, so one of the, the things I have in the book is a color chart. And what they found was that certain colors that we're attracted to um, sort of give an indication of, A, our disposition or preference, and sometimes even our energy level. So people who love wearing red or like the color red, um, what they found in terms of personality, those people who like red um, are very passionate about love, sex, they have great energy, they're more impulsive, adventurous, etc. On the flip side... You may know someone who cannot stand the color red. So people who have an aversion to red, um, what they've described here in the personality is um, a person who has an aversion to the color red um, may actually be too impulsive, too hot-tempered. Um, hmm. These are the people who um, may have difficulties working with other people. So depending on the color you're attracted to or you're not attracted to, it gives a little insight uh, one of the ones that I, I thought was very interesting was the color green. People who are attracted to green, they are the peacemakers, right? They're the ones who like people to feel comfortable. They're very nurturing. Um, they're interested in nature and plants. 
um, and family and home. They don't like conflicts. They're the peacemakers. Um, and on the flip side, you might have someone who cannot stand the color green, and they themselves tend to be more of the lone wolf. They want to do their own thing. They may not like to work in teams. They like to keep their distance. So different colors uh, that you like or dislike may give a little insight into um, your personality or your preference. But I like to go by my mood. You know, I wake up tomorrow, I might want to wear a red sweater, but, you know, next weekend I might want to wear orange. It depends on my mood. For me, it's about energy. I'll wear certain colors. When my energy is very high, I tend to wear the brighter colors, like red and orange. Um, so go with, go with what you feel, because usually the color that you're reaching out for is the color your body needs. Mm. In a very real sense, yeah. Totally. Go with what you feel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when you're shopping, I know a lot of people, they just tend to go with black and the new black, gray. (laughs) So (laughs) they look in their closet, that's pretty much what they see. So I'm guessing that when you go shopping, you need to use a little more of your intuitiveness and not be so habitual. Absolutely. Choose the colors that make you, A, feel good when you look at it. Um, Choose the colors that kind of speak to your intuition. Truly listen to your body. Uh, Because when we listen to that inner wisdom, it usually guides us in the right place. Um, For those, I just want to go back to a quick topic on sound healing. Um, There's a new science that came out uh, less than a decade ago. It's called Sonocytology, it's the study of the sound of cells. So if you want to learn more about how sound helps us heal our cells, heal our organs, um, it's called sonocytology. It's a quite new science, but it's very fascinating because the theory says the sound of a healthy cell will positively affect a diseased cell in the same organ. So... If you think about what that means, it means our healthy cells help the rest of us heal. We need to keep all of our cells healthy. So we really have to get into internal health. They say 80% of our disease we face starts with what's in the inside, internally. And that's something you can influence, right, Darlene? I mean, you, you buy the grocery, you eat the food. So if we start paying attention to what we put in our bodies and make sure we detox, you know, on yeah. a regular basis, we're going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, totally agreed. And watch who we're around and all of the ways yeah. that we ingest. Okay, so Absolutely. we're running out of time today. We've only got a couple of minutes left, literally. Okay. Would you please give us your contact information one more time? Absolutely. Um, you can find me at raiseyourvibration.ca, and there you'll find a number of free gifts, uh, all my events, and uh, I, as I said, I do do public speaking across North America, so there's a nice form. You can contact me if you're interested in having me come out to speak. Um, I just want to leave you with a quick affirmation. Is that okay? Yes, definitely. It's, uh, this affirmation, um, it's called Love is All. Praise love above me. Praise love below me. Praise love around me. Praise love within me. Love is all I am. Love is all I have. Love is all I need. Love is all I give. And that's an affirmation I got from Spirit uh, a few days after I came back to this, this world. And it's been my mantra and my prayer for a very long time. So I wanted to share that with the listeners. You can download it. Uh, a lady from Florida actually sang, uh, created a song about this. So you can download that song called Love Is All on the uh, website. It's a free gift and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. And you have definitely been a gift to us all. Thank you for joining this show. Thank you, Darlene. I'm so I'm so thankful that we connected. I'm very, very thankful. Yes, and again, if you want to know more about Dawn, your email or your web address once again. It's raiseyourvibration.ca. Okay. 
We're going to close out the show. Before we do that, I want to invite you to join the CIS Book Club. The book that we're currently reading is called Leaping Over the Hurdles of Life. And you can check out our site at www.fluidmagazine.com to find out more about CIS, our e-magazine, and the book club. Good night, and thank you all for joining. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, Darlene. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to This Internet Radio. Until the next time, enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living.